Living in South Korea has its benefits. A competent president, universal health care, safety from gun and police violence, and the ability to see some movies ahead of the U.S. I'm Brendan Spencer with the Blurred Up Podcast, and today I'm going to review Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenant, which comes out in the U.S. on September 3rd, but has already released here. I've already seen it two times, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around what I experienced. Now, if you want to go in cold without any knowledge like I did, take my strong recommendation and come back later. If you want to know more, stay tuned for my spoiler-free review, and then I'll give my spoiler thoughts later on. All I have for you is a word. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. Ever since the following, over 20 years ago, Nolan has been fascinated with time and how we perceive it. Memento was a murder mystery being solved backwards. The Prestige switched from the present to the past through journal readings and other revelations. A cornerstone of Inception's plot is how time is perceived while we dream. In Interstellar, Nolan played with the space-time theories of wormholes and black holes. Dunkirk switched between three different chronologies to tell the story and made you feel as if they were happening at the same time. With Tenet, Nolan takes time manipulation head-on, finally giving the characters control. This film feels like the culmination of all of Nolan's tropes, strengths, and weaknesses as a filmmaker. But we'll start with the positives. Non-linear plot structure. The meticulous attention to detail that gives hints of revelations to come later in the film or simply things happening in the background that rewards multiple viewings. And of course, there's beautiful cinematography done by Hoyt Van Hoytima, who also did Interstellar and Dunkirk. The impressive scale and spectacle you've come to expect is here, particularly in the action set pieces. The bombastic score that highlights the tension is up there with the best of Nolan's films. You will be fooled into thinking Hans Zimmer was behind this. However, it was actually Ludwig Göransson, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, who did the score for Black Panther and The Mandalorian. Side note, he also produced This is America by Childish Gambino as well. And this man is only 35. This movie stars John David Washington, marking the first time a black person has led a Nolan film. He plays an unnamed military operative called the protagonist, and yes, he is called that sometimes in the film. He gets roped into a spy adventure to thwart a plot that could destroy the world. I think he has great charisma, charm, and presence. While this movie is obviously influenced by James Bond, Michael Caine's brief cameo and Elizabeth Debicki's character's first exchanges with him make it clear that he has a ways to go before he reaches that iconic level of 007. But luckily, the film and Washington's performance make it clear that that isn't their intention anyway. Still, like Bond, Washington's protagonist is an excellent hand-to-hand combatant, and he's witty, as best showcased when he exchanges words with the main villain played by Kenneth Branagh. This is also when he is closest to invoking his father, Denzel. You can close your eyes and almost hear him speaking through him, but I think John David Washington steps out from his father's shadow and makes this role his own. 
He is joined by an all-star cast, which is what we expect from Nolan. I've already mentioned Michael Caine. Elizabeth Debicki is an anti-Bond girl. She towers over literally everyone else in the film, and she isn't a romantic interest to Washington. Kenneth Branagh plays an intimidating villain that borders on James Bond levels of cartoonish motivation. However, the most interesting and fun supporting character is Robert Patterson as the fixer Neil. He has great lines and, like all spy thrillers, keeps you guessing about who he is and what he knows. After watching this film, I'm even more excited about what he will bring to the Batman character next year. Something that I think Nolan improves upon from other films is the action, particularly the fights, which are handled mostly by Washington. Nolan always tries to ground his fantasy, and you can see it in these set pieces. The camera kept every detail in focus with little cutaway, showing the protagonist using the environment and being efficient with his energy to take these men down. He felt like a man who was authentically trained by special forces and helped further ground the story for me. The Equalizer, starring Denzel Washington, also showcased that no-flash but very effective fighting style. People will largely talk about the hallway scene from the trailer, which rivals the Inception scene, but there's one scene in a restaurant kitchen that was also incredible to me. Now, I will get to what could be perceived as some weaknesses. Number one, time travel can be messy, and you can either go with what is presented or not. Back in the day, time travel used to be simple. Here is car. Car goes fast. Car goes through time. Save your parents! Or, we fight machines in the future. We almost win. Machines send machine back in time to kill human who beats them. We send machines back to stop that machine. Now, we demand more from storytellers for better or worse. Avengers Endgame tried to explain their time travel, but they needed various articles and interviews after the movie to expound upon it, and the physics are still a little iffy. Tenet acts even more of the audience, from the exposition in the film to how it is visually represented on the screen. At the very least, it's a better and more plausible ending than Interstellar. I previously referenced Terminator, but the movie also does it without directly saying it. At least Avengers had the guts to name names. I don't think Nolan's big enough to go after James Cameron. But anyway, thankfully for the most part, the visuals are dazzling enough to excuse any headaches you may develop throughout the two and a half hour runtime. The third act is truly a mind-bending feast for the eyes as you try to wrap your head around the plot as well as how Nolan pulled it off visually. Tennant has a companion book called The Secrets of Tennant inside Christopher Nolan's Quantum Cold War and prequel comic books about the villain if you want to dive further into the material. He has done this for other films like Inception and Interstellar. The second weakness are the characters are developed with broad strokes that give you just enough to want them to succeed or fail in the villain's case, but not much more. They are developed just beyond average. With its smaller cast and smaller scale, I still think the prestige has the best balance of narrative and character development. With Tennant, I was really on board with Washington's protagonist mainly because he was black, cool, and efficient, but little that extended beyond that. I had little emotional investment in this movie. For my closing thoughts, maybe it's because I haven't seen a new movie in a theater since February, but I had fun with this movie. This is a high recommendation for me. You may leave scratching your head about the theories of time and how this puzzle of a film came together. There are twists that you may see coming, but you'll enjoy the multi-layer ride and how the pieces fall into place. Some art is challenging, and that's the point. Fortunately, while Tenet isn't a perfect film, I think it does more than enough right to make that challenge an intriguing one to engage in. With 20 years of innovative filmmaking, Nolan has almost become his own genre. 
but not to the point of it becoming dull or derivative yet. I look forward to what he does next. What else can you do with the concept of time? Now that he has made this movie, will he move on to a new concept for the next decade or so? Time will tell. I cannot say whether this is his best film yet. However, I can say that it is his most visually and conceptually challenging work to date. And even though Interstellar is grander in scale, Tenet may be more ambitious with reportedly the largest budget of all of Nolan's original films. All right, that's my spoiler-free review. If you have seen the film, then stick around. We're going to go into the spoiler talk now. Here we go. Three, two, one. Spoiler time. Let's talk about time inversion itself. Esquire put out an article called How Time Inversion Works in Tenet. And they have some quotes from Nolan himself. And I'll read them off to you really quick. Every law of physics is symmetrical. It can run forwards and backwards in time and be the same, except for entropy, which is the centerpiece of the theory of time in this movie. So from the article, it says, Entropy is the degree of disorder in a system. According to the second law of thermodynamics, as time moves forward, entropy can never decrease. It either increases or remains the same, which could mean that what we think of as time is in fact merely a perception governed by our observations of entropy. If we see disorder decreasing, we think we're seeing something moving backwards in time. So Nolan goes on to say here, the theory being that if you could invert the flow of entropy for an object, you could reverse the flow of time for that object. So the story is grounded in credible physics. And apparently he had Nobel Prize theoretical physicist and consultant from Interstellar, Kip Thorne, read the script and helped him out on some of the concepts. But of course he admits that this is not necessarily scientifically accurate, but it's roughly based on actual science. What's important about the time manipulation here is that it's not like they're going into a DeLorean or some Skynet machine and just zapping from here to there. In the movie, they are physically having to walk back in time. And to me, this is a more engaging and plausible idea than the love bookcase in Interstellar. Love is the one thing we're capable of perceiving that transcends dimensions of time and space. Maybe we should trust that, even if we can't understand it yet. Sure, Jan. Let alone driving a ship into the heart of a black hole without you being squeezed into a super hot atomized noodle long before you get there. Let's also talk about its kind of connection to Terminator and that the protagonist is like John Connor in the story and Neil is Kyle Reese. He was the man at the opera house who saved the protagonist from the very beginning. I like how Nolan does plant these things in the very beginning of their films and then brings it back at the end. Interstellar, of course, started with the ghost in the bookcase and then went back to that very end. And Inception, Leonardo DiCaprio is on the beach talking to the older Ken Watanabe and then it goes back to that later on and so on and so on. Let's talk about the Easter egg antenna itself. The title tenant represents 10 minutes going forwards and 10 minutes going backwards at the end of the film during the Temporal Pincer War. Remember, they set their, their clocks for 10 minutes at that time. So I would assume that the organization was founded on the sole mission to fight in this war. Now, the last thing I want to dig into, because I am a certified 
Kramaga instructor, I really want to talk about the fights here. Let's get to that kitchen scene. Many famous fight scenes have wild haymaker-like swings that look good on camera but are impractical for well-trained fighters. People enter a room with a gun going around the corner or through the door first, which makes no sense because someone who's waiting there can take the gun away immediately. We've seen it time and time again. Go back and watch some of your favorite fight scenes and notice things like this. Then watch the action in this movie. You can't unsee it. The Bourne series largely does well, with some exceptions, but the shaky camera and quick cuts are a little dizzying these days. John Wick is really an amazing ballet of bullets and fists, but it's kind of a video game. He really shouldn't be alive, <laughs> especially how much he goes to the ground. The Raid films, to me, are still a gold standard. But I looked up the fight coordinator for this film, and it is Jackson Spadell, who has an impressive resume. He was the stunt double for Keanu Reeves in all three John Wick films. He was a stunt double for Ryan Reynolds and assistant stunt coordinator in Deadpool 2. He was also stunt double for Chris Evans in Civil War. He also did work for the last two Avengers films. This appears to be his first time as a full-fledged fight coordinator for a major motion picture, and I look forward to what he does next. Props for this. In the kitchen scene, you see the protagonist waste no energy. He's not doing punches and, and really trying to box and wait for them to strike back. He aggressively goes for them, goes for their vitals because they're all bigger than him. He doesn't punch for the face or do all this silly stuff. He goes for the vital points, the throat, uses the environment, and just tears them apart one by one. In the scene at the Freeport, when he fights himself, you can see them trying to hit each other's feet and get them off balance, something that's, again, realistic in a real fight, which I thought was really great. Really great attention to detail there. The overall stunt coordinator was George Cottle, who was the stunt coordinator for all three MCU Spider-Man films, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Interstellar. Every scene was detailed, had great camera work that really lets you see everything, and was simply thrilling the entire time. I had my mouth open during the corridor fight and during the highway chase just to see how everything was going to play out. Well, that ends my spoiler talk for Tenet. If you all have any comments, let me know on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D-P-R-U-P or on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P or, of course, on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. Also on Blur.com, our partners. Check them out. Peace. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War Three. I'm not saying I'm getting here. No. Something worse.